That's where we now um, record from. <laughs> the wooden cabin with nipple studs. Coming at you from the wo- nipple cabin. Nipple cabin? Wood nipple cabin. cabin. <laughs> 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 All right. After that brief interlude, yes. we are ready to rock and roll when you are, Crystal. All Ooh. right. I'm really, really professional, so if you could up the professional reason. Yeah, bring it up nice. a notch. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't do our best. You got your donuts, man. What yeah. more do you want? Yeah, man. <laughs> You're listening to Behind the Clipboard, event experts empowering you to throw killer events for your business, workplace, social circle and beyond. We're giving you the insider toolkit, allowing you to make your events the talk of the town. Produced by Known Associates Events, it's time to go backstage with your hosts, Tamara Cook, Crystal Thane and Melissa Howie. Today's guest is a little ray of sunshine on this dreary Perth day. Please welcome the founder of Villa Management, Instagram specialist and notorious donut enthusiast, Brooke Volonovich. Thank you for having me. Welcome. Ooh. Nailed that name. Oh, did I? <laughs> yeah. Yes. You did really well. I actually well. spelled it out phonetically. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah, after I asked you. <laughs> There's actually a post on my Instagram that I have like, seen that. sounds it out because yeah. I get asked all the time. There you go. You say it. Volinovich. Nice. Yeah. Thanks. Nailed sounds it. better when you say it. Sorry, Crystal. Oh, I tried. So let's jump straight into it. Brooke, tell us about yourself. Well, well, where should I begin? So donuts, yeah, absolutely. They're a thing. I don't even know where that came from. I like sweets. Let's talk about social media. So <laughs> I get distracted all the time. But yes, my business is Villa Management. So I specialise in Instagram training and education for businesses wanting to learn how to market themselves using this wonderful magical platform amazing intro i, like, I also like cats i don't have one i love home and away <laughs> oh. um yes and that's about it what's your stance on reality tv love it yes <laughs> when people say why do you watch that Oh, I was about to swear why do you, <laughs> why do you watch that stuff it's so mind-numbing i'm like exactly yeah. That's exactly why I watch it. When you just want to check out. Just totally. Totally. It's so weird. I always say if I'm if I'm really exhausted, if I watch like an hour or two of reality TV, it energizes me. It's the strangest Don't thing. Don't you just go, thank God I'm smarter than them? Yeah. <laughs> and it makes you feel normal. <laughs> yeah, Definitely. That's what I do. <laughs> yeah. True. But, um, you've also got a quite a strong events background, which is why <gasps> you're gonna marry things up for us today. We're yes. super excited about that. So yes, and I've never I've never done an interview talking about events, which is... Come to the right place. Yeah, so I'm really excited because obviously that's... I started my business as events and I've always used social media to promote events and think it's just such a fantastic platform to be able to and so I'm excited to talk about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Your original background was marketing, wasn't it? Yeah. You you studied marketing. I studied marketing and PR. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember anything <laughs> from uni, but, but something must have you're stuck. Implementing it all, so. I know. I think I've always been obsessively organised, and I strongly believe that events is being obsessively organised and being very good at time management. Mm-hmm. I think if you've got all those things nailed, then maybe you just naturally go down that path. That's yeah. how we ended up in events pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Obsessed. I should have worn my accounting wouldn't take us. Medicine wouldn't take us. Didn't even try. Yeah. Anything. Same. Law wouldn't take me. Engineering wouldn't take me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get down to business, Brooke. 
how has social media changed the events industry in the last few years? Well, I think any time that you can give businesses an opportunity to gather an audience and promote to them for free, it's going to change everything because being in business is expensive. Advertising is expensive. Marketing is expensive. And social media has brought in this way to connect and communicate with an audience that's free. So that then puts that budget that you may have previously spent on marketing and advertising into the event itself. And then you've got an event that you can take pictures of and promote that looks incredible, which when you take incredible pictures, more people are interested in the event and it just grows and grows and grows and has that spill on effect. Yeah. So when you did events before and we weren't using social media, what sort of platforms would you use in marketing to market your events? Um, we advertised in the newspaper. Remember? What's that called? The what? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, flyers and posters, like oh. flyer drops. Oh. Yeah. Um, radio, radio ads. But I still think radio ads are really good. But now, you know, there's different radio platforms because you've got all the apps like Spotify. Mm-hmm. And advertise on Spotify. It's amazing. Um, and podcasts, as everyone's looking to advertise. Yeah. Event. Oh, my God. I was trying to explain <laughs> to my parents what podcasts were oh, yesterday. Same. Oh, I was like, it's like the radio, but it's not live and anyone can have their own radio station. Oh. oh, and then my mom said, <laughs> "My mom's like, what time is it on?" And I was like, "Yeah, it's on all the time, mom. I know, yeah. <laughs> anytime you want it, mom. Always." So then it's like the radio. I'm like, "Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind no, of. It is, it's cool that we've come a long way since we had to pay for all that stuff. And we've mm. got all this access at our fingertips. Totally, and that's why I love social media so much because any time, day or night, any business owner can connect with potential customers. You literally have a billion people at your fingertips and it doesn't cost you a cent. And I think that's fantastic. So if you're trying to market an event in particular, have you got any tips for the best platforms to use? I mean, if you're in Instagram, should you use stories more than real posts for events or is it, do you get more traction using Look, different? it depends on the market. You know, marketing is what's your message, who are you targeting and how are you going to reach them with that message? So... I think experimentation is key because it's different for everyone. Number one thing for events is create a hashtag and put it everywhere, Mm -hmm. everywhere beyond social as well because that gives something that people can then use and follow, which in turn makes the promotion of your event easier and bigger. So that would be my number one tip. And then make sure that that hashtag is on all the marketing material and everyone knows that it's there. You know, stories are fantastic for events in the lead up to – Uh, I mean, it depends what the event is, but, you know, interviewing who's involved, showing behind the scenes, showing setting up, getting people involved in that real behind the scenes process, like as if you had a behind the scenes uh, videographer following you around in the lead up to the event, that's what you're creating. But then I think sometimes, you know, photos capture a moment. And that's really beautiful and that's, photos tell a story in a lead up to an event as well. So I think you do have to find some balance in between the two and perhaps you post a photo on your feed and then in the caption refer people to the story, you know, for more behind the scenes of whatever's going on in that moment. So stories sort of give people more. 
So if you've got, you're always going to have, I guess, different tiers of engagement in terms of your audience on social. And there will be people that want more and they want to dig deeper. So I think you have to give give enough content to reach all of those tiers, but then use your analytics to find out what people are engaging with and then give them more yeah. of whatever it is. Mm. I think that's really good advice. I find a lot of traction we get is when we do the behind the scenes stuff and mm-hmm. they, yeah, they love seeing the gift bags getting packed. And mm-hmm. Or I did a post the other day where we were two hours after or about an hour after the event finished and we were peeling. Oh, that gave me we pain, that, that story. <laughs> peeling the, um, what's it called? Decal, Decal. off the floor. Oh. Yeah, apparently I should have had a hairdryer. Thanks for cute. Cool, thanks for coming out. Oh, yeah, to warm it. That makes sense. And that's the thing with events, you know, it's people see the final product. They don't see the six-month lead up to the event. They don't see that even the days leading up to an event, you know, when you're managing the event, you're the first person there and you're the last person to leave. And you're on this constant like adrenaline high because there's so much going on and – there is no other option. You can't roll. I remember doing an event once and ugh, I'm an idiot, rookie mistake. <laughs> but the day of the rehearsal, which was the day before, I just drank coffee all day long because as well, as you would know in events, you need to be there. You can't leave and go to the coffee shop and come back. <laughs> so all these people kept bringing me coffee and I was in event mode. So I was just drinking it, drinking it, drinking it. I couldn't sleep that night at all at all could not sleep and so the actual day of the event which was like a 14 hour day I was running off no sleep oh no so just sort of stuff like that that people would have no idea they see the pretty lights and they see the costumes and they see the full setup all ready to go meanwhile I'm like dying behind the scenes delirious (laughs) but you just make it work you make it work because there is no other option. You do. And then you've got social media to show all that pretty stuff where you're dying behind well, just the scenes. The reality <laughs> of it. And and I, I saw a post once or an article or I think it was a newspaper article and it said the five most stressful jobs in the world. And it was like doctor, lawyer, I don't know, something Hostage else. negotiator. <laughs> Hostage <laughs> negotiator, sniper, <laughs> event manager. And it's so true. Yeah. So true. And I think that one of the most amazing things about social media in the last few years is people actually get to see the behind the scenes. Because generally you wouldn't have a budget in events to have a videographer follow you around. Absolutely. But you want people to see, you know, the behind the clipboard, as it were. Love that. I've been waiting for that for a whole season. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And they get to see, like, you know, people peeling off decals. 12, like a midnight um, gift bag stuffing production Mm. line. Just what it really takes to get that beautiful event that – Looks like it came together flawlessly, mm-hmm. yeah. which anyone in events knows it absolutely <laughs> it did not come not. together flawlessly. <laughs> but it also builds hype. So before the yeah. event, showing all those little tidbits and showing how you created something and the people that you go through. It gets and people involved and it, it gets does. people excited, feel which like is part nice. Of the yeah, which is a big part of social media. They feel like followers on social media feel like they're getting information or um you know, videos or whatever it may be, that they're never going to get anywhere else. And that's why they become addicted to it as well. Like mm. what's next? What else am I going to see that no one else is going to see? And if I see it first and I can share it and it becomes that follow-on effect. Brooke, on that, what are your thoughts on setting up a specific social media account for the event as opposed to running it through your business? Um, Good question. Because you see half and half. Yeah. Kind of. It just depends – 
Everything on social media comes down to what's your message and who's your audience. If it's the same message and it's the same audience, then keep the people where they are. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if the event was like, if, if it was an international event or like a yearly event that was really, really big and drew a big audience, that's probably the occasion where I'd say set up a social just for the event itself. Yeah, like fire festival. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay. I wa I, I another rookie error. Watch that documentary at night time. Couldn't sleep. Gives you stress. I right? have yeah. never felt more anxious in my life. I was like sitting on my couch rocking watching mm. that. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> God, I'm actually pretty good at my job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I slept like a baby. I was like, no, nah, oh never going to happen to me. Oh, my God. I feel uncomfortable talking about it now. Yeah. Actually, my heart's like when the guests started arriving. Oh, my God. And the mattresses are out in the rain. What oh. a disaster. But then did you watch the other one, Fire Fraud? I didn't. Oh, I saw so that came out recently. Yeah, you've got to watch... Fire Festival is the good one, and then well, they're both good, but Fire Fraud is one where they interview Billy. Oh, and in jail, or you, you just realise how like tapped this guy is. Yeah. <laughs> Moving right along, um, so we spoke about this a bit off air, Brooke. Yes. What are your tips for engaging an influencer <clears throat> for an event? Because we see that everywhere now, people are getting totally with a wide social media reach to come to their event and sort of spread the word. Look, I think it depends again on the event, what the event is, because. With the social club, I run events and I've had people ask me, do you want to get influencers involved? And I said, well, no, because that's not what it's about. My social club events are to give back to my members. I don't need influencers to come if they're not members. So it definitely depends what the event is. I guess a big step that people miss with influencers is it's a business deal. Mm -hmm. So you've got to have some sort of contract in place to know what you're expecting versus what they're expected to give, right? So I would always, for an event, I mean, you want to ensure that what influencers you decide to use, their followers are full of your market of potential event attendees, right? Mm -hmm. So asking for insights, asking for data. What's really cool about Instagram now is these new creator profiles that have come up. So creator profiles are essentially influencer profiles. They just haven't used the word influencer and they give access to a lot more data than your standard business profile. So what I'm teaching my clients at the moment is start engaging with influencers that have creator profiles because you can then ask for that data which you can then use to create a strategy for the influencer, which is going to get you much better results. And that's like demographics of their followers? Yeah. yeah okay. Demographics and just, just information on their account that is not available to a business profile. So you're going to get a better strategy the more information that you've course, got, yeah. right? So that would be my best tip. Start looking for influencers with creator profiles. Also, there is a feature that uh, the influencers can tag um, products like how you can product tag on Instagram with creator profiles, the influencers can tag the products. So instead of using an influencer to promote an event and sort of saying head to this person's profile to get tickets, blah, 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 the influencer should be able to sell them directly. Swipe up for a ticket. Mm. Mm. So a creator profile comes from where? Um, It's just another option. So you have to have over 10K followers. So Uh, it'd only be if you're working with influencers with 10K or more. But so now you have a personal account option, you have a business profile option, you have a creator profile option. There you oh, go. Okay. Fairly newish. Um well. no, not really. when did this yeah, it is. Maybe a couple of weeks. There you go. 
or hot off the press. Yeah, hot off the press. So, Brooke, you share a lot of yourself on social media, which is amazing because I felt like I knew you before you even walked in. Oh. Um, how do you draw the line, I guess, on what to share and what yep. not to share? And have you ever gone too far, did you feel? Yeah, give us a good story. Yeah. Um, I like to, and I always teach my clients as well, put yourself in the shoes of your customer. So if it's a work day for them, keep your content work-related. If it's a weekend for them, then that's when you can get more personal because they're also personal. I guess when you're working with influencers can be a little bit different because it depends on their strategy, but that's sort of my go-to. And I always keep it to, is my audience going to find this entertaining, inspiring or educational? And if not, it's probably better suited for my personal account that's for friends and family only. But there is a fine line. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like surprise cam on Dom. Oh my God. Okay. I was so nervous doing that because I thought he was going to flip out, but he didn't thank God. That was, that was good. Just for you ladies, she set up a a surprise live to my husband. Secret, (laughs) secret um, filming with her phone, but he was just coming in sitting on the couch and Brooke was sitting next to him and they were live. It was in the lead up to the wedding. So I'd done this poll or I'd done something saying like, should because I, I was doing these surprise lives where I just surprise someone and go live and it was always customers. And then I had um, messages from people saying, can you do Dom? Because everyone loves Dom and Dom hates being on camera, which is why <laughs> everyone loves Dom. And so I was like, he's not going to say yes if I ask him. So I'm going to have to surprise him. But I was so scared that he was just going to flip out. And I was scared he was going to like scratch his balls <laughs> or, or something. I was like. just thinking that. Like all the things men do when they don't know they're being recorded. Actually, yeah. not just men, everybody. Like, he actually did a post this morning. It's the funniest thing ever. I'm like, baby, look at, you're making my brand look bad. <laughs> he's at work and he he's a tradie and he's in his high vis. Um, um, what's it called? The flame that they like. Burn stuff Blow with blowtorch, whatever, like whatever, whatever it is, a flare. Yeah, so he's put <laughs> up this post of him holding it with this flame, saying like blazing or <laughs> something, and I was like, babe, come on, that's very edgy. <laughs> I know it's a play on words. <laughs> <laughs> blazing on a Saturday, I think oh. that was his caption. Oh, oh my god, come on, Dom, have I, I know. you nothing? I know, and he's in my social club. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, can you watch the lessons? Please. No, he's blazing. Yeah, he's, yeah, blazing, he's blazing on a Saturday. <laughs> Do you know what? He is authentic. He is authentic. And that's he's very, very authentic and very real and it is very important. Yeah, I think I think to answer your question as well with the personal, as long as it's authentic, yeah. don't try and like put on a personal moment. No. Yeah. I'm trying to think of a time I went too personal. I don't know if you can because that's what actually people really and I was like say your followers are always going to be interested in what you're doing like I think yeah. you only feel it's too personal if you get backlash or something I've had backlash in terms of like trolling just people being like your voice is so annoying and blah 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 rude I public. think I'm pretty pretty careful with what I do and don't say mm-hmm. um because that's not really what I'm about you know I'm I'm trying to teach people how to use social media in a fun way. If there was a topic that I wanted my opinion known on, it's just not really – I'm very, like, chill. Yeah. It's just not really me to, like, launch into a big issue on something. Mm-hmm. That's just not me as a person. So I, I guess that that's how you. I say authentic. Yeah. Chill. chill, Brooke. 
I'm neither really here nor there on a lot of issues. Same. Chill, inoffensive, Brooke. Yeah. Can, can relate. Like, <laughs> nothing really bothers me. I got asked in an interview the other day, it was an interview about millennials and the question was that people have hate being referred to as millennial and I was like, okay. Cool. Yeah. Why? And she was like, so how do you feel about that? Like, <laughs> what? Whatever, man. Whatever. <laughs> Call me what I am. I'm blazing. It's just a word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just a category. Yeah, yeah I think people just get really caught up in small things as it's well. based on your date of birth. Like, you can't do anything about totally. it. Totally. <laughs> so, get your thinking caps on, ladies. Brooke, what do you think the best way is to market an event on social media? And I'm sure it depends on the event and that sort of things, but... Yeah, it definitely depends on the event. I think just being consistent with what, what is going on behind the scenes. The... The, if it's a show or whatever it is, the people that come to the event, they get to see the final product. So don't make it about the final product because they already see that anyway. Make it about the lead up to. Make it about interviewing the people that are involved. Make it about the little things, like you said, packing the gift bags and, and the little things that build hype and are what the audience don't get to see. Don't make it about here's what you're going to get. So how, how do you make it translate to ticket sales? So, oh, right, that's good a really question. good question. Yeah, it depends on the platform that you're using. Honestly, I wouldn't be pushing ticket sales organically. If you've got the swipe up feature, if you're using Instagram, you've got the swipe up feature in your stories, then you can add that link. That's golden, isn't it? It's golden. But you have to be over 10,000 followers. But you followers. have to be over 10,000 followers. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you've obviously got the link in your bio which you can put the link straight to ticket sales. Otherwise, I would be investing money into using paid advertising to retarget the people that have engaged with your content and that's what you use to sell. Okay. Because that's your opportunity to sell. Yeah. Right? And that's what what the social media users are used to seeing sales in ads. So they're cool with that. But they don't want ads in the content. And it, it's worth the investment because you can because you can retarget so cheaply. It's worth investing that budget, even if it's ten bucks a day. And that's a good point. People, I think, that don't use social media advertising don't actually realize how cost effective it can be. Totally, so cost measurable. You can retarget totally. Drill down into retargeting the is so powerful, so powerful because it basically gets a double use of your content. Because you get the initial engagement of the content and then you retarget those people who have already shown interest, who are now a warm lead, who are easier to convert into a sale. So what does it mean retargeting? So somebody somebody's already seen it and mm-hmm. then they get shown the same post again as an ad? Yeah, basically. But you wouldn't want it to be the same post. Mm-hmm. So you can basically show your ads on social media specifically to the people who have engaged with your organic content over a certain period of time. Great. Yeah. Well, Which you know is how when that's you, so powerful. When you talk about something, Tam, and it appears in your Facebook or Instagram feed. <laughs> they, or when you think about they it. They be listening. <laughs> oh, yeah. they be listening. They be listening. For sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think that's the best way to do it. Because, you know, it depends what article you read, but consumers need seven touch points with your brand to make a sale. 21, 25, every day it's something different. But the point is they need multiple. Mm. They're not going to see a post asking them to buy something and just buy it. They want to know more about it. And that's where you can use your content to give them the behind the scenes and the more about it to build the hype so that when they see the actual ad saying buy your ticket. They're all warmed up and ready to go. They're all warmed up and they're ready to buy it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And isn't it something crazy like only 
two percent of Facebook posts are seen that aren't boosted. Like yeah, it's, it's like it's one. Tiny. It's yeah. one point. I think it's one point six to two. Yeah, it's tiny. Yeah, it's tiny. So but it's a really powerful platform that a lot of people are on. It's still got the highest usage per day of its users than any other platform. So people are there, and because it is a pay-to-play platform, if you advertise, you can pretty much guarantee that it's going to get seen. Mm. If you post. Not so much. Exactly. So so I would probably invest – well, it depends on the event, but I'd probably invest more time into posting organic content on Instagram and then what you can do is you can retarget your audience specifically on Facebook. So you can retarget your Instagram audience on Facebook or you can set up your advertising so that Facebook shows the ads to either Facebook or Instagram based on where the audience is interacting and then you can see which one converts cheaper and then you can put more of your budget into whichever one is converting cheaper. Mm. Great tip. Yeah, super flexible too. You could just do so much. It's amazing. Experiment as well because it's so cheap. Mm. Well, you have to set up Facebook, uh, Instagram advertising through Facebook anyway, don't you? Yeah, so so Facebook owns Instagram. Yeah, really you need to have both platforms to kind of make the most of that. Yeah, 1,000. I would have both platforms. Mm -hmm. Potentially Snapchat depending on the age of your audience as well. Millennials. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, Snapchat can be really good for events yeah. as well. And that's just your behind the scenes video. Yes. It's just video. Do you think Snapchat still has a place with Instagram and Facebook still now having live video though? Uh, yeah, I do because it's a much younger audience. So if your it's event. Just be old. Yeah. If, <laughs> Correct. I mean, if your event is targeting probably 25 and under, I would be on Snapchat for yeah. sure. Yeah, right. Because they're on Snapchat. You've yeah. got to be where the people are. So, Brooke, how do you build Instagram moments at, into the infrastructure of your events and what works, what doesn't? Okay, that's a good question. I think that you've got to have some sort of schedule and some structure. So, knowing, all right, my event starts at this time, it ends at this time, I want one story an hour, I want to focus on longer stories at my key times as mm. well, using your insights and your data, resharing uh, content from other people as well um, and in the lead up to the event testing that content on the event it's on the event day itself because you've got a room full of people that are really excited and beyond the event they will watch the story to see if they were featured in the videos or what was going on that they missed I think on the event day itself go crazy share as much as you want yeah but in the lead up to it you've definitely got to test and see how much content people will engage with and react to. Mm-hmm. I often find that it's really helpful to tell clients to have someone specifically on social media during the event to totally. do lives, to do little stories. Because it gets forgotten a lot as well on yeah, the event day. It does. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. it's such an important tool to have. Definitely. Totally. Or what you could do if you're a control freak like me, <laughs> you could have someone on socials that's recording it all, saving it to your camera roll, and then you can go through, edit, pick and choose, filter it all the same, add your GIFs or whatever it is so that you've got that consistency, yeah. you've got that option as well. On that point, do you have a preference over live versus posting after the event? Because sometimes if you're only a one or two person team, mm. I find it really hard to have time to think about the Instagram at the time. Totally. Do what Just you say can. the Instagram. Sorry. The Instagram. You're so, you're so old, the Facebook. <laughs> Mel's sitting to 30 next month. <laughs> Don't tell everybody. Stop it. Uh, the Instagram. I'll be 30 again. <laughs> um. Do what you can. Mm-hmm. I think interns and other volunteers, people that want to be involved in the event and totally. they really want a, a cool role, 
give them a go. Yeah, mm-hmm. put a call out and say we're looking for someone to run our socials on the day. Are you interested? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get in touch. Use the audience. That too. Yeah, so make sure tag us through everything so we can reshare. and Yeah, and reminding people throughout the event as well. Talking about Instagram moments, you famously did this little you should – you should gram this, that wall. <gasps> loved it. I Everybody loved, loved it. A lot of people have talked to us about that. It's also on my phone. Oh, oh. stop it. Very cool. <laughs> Thank you. Great for podcasts. Thank you. She's holding. <laughs> no, we'll take a photo and post it. But she's holding her phone cover, which says, you should Instagram this on it. Oh, I'm an idiot. <laughs> I just human we do, glitched. We do that all the time. Sorry. We're like, see my hand? This is what happens. I'm so used to being on camera that I just forgot there's no camera. One day we're going to go to YouTube Live. Yeah. Let's do it. Not today. <laughs> uh, but yeah, one day. So you had this cute little Insta wall. Yeah. And we've had a few clients say, we want something like this. And I'm like, oh, yeah, oh I've got it if you ever want to hire it. Yep, like if you, you ever want to use it. Perfect. I've got it. Um, so I had this company approach me that wanted to make a, a fluorescent sign for the event. And so I was brainstorming, you know, all the usuals. What should I get it to say? I don't want to say villa management because I have the media wall that says, I don't want to say social club membership because everything else said social club membership and it wasn't about that. I wanted it to be uh, a feature in the room that people were drawn to take photos of to promote the event. Like, you need to make your event Instagrammable. That's a huge part of an event now, Mm -hmm. really, which didn't exist. I can't even believe that's a sentence. So I was brainstorming, what can I I have? Should it say hashtag? Should it say Instagram? And then I sort of pulled it back to, well, what do I want people to do? I want them to put it on Instagram. So I thought, may as well just write, you should Instagram this. I like the tongue in cheek of that as well. I was like, well, it does what it says on the box. I was yeah. just about to say, that. just do what it <laughs> you says. Instagram this. Yeah, and it yeah. worked so yeah. well. It was all over Instagram. So, and I think people worked. hadn't seen that before, like such a yeah blatant obvious, yeah. <laughs> yeah. blatant but like cool at the same time. People respond well yeah. to blatant directions. Yeah. they do now. I think because of like Take your memes, photo here. people are used to seeing like sentence little little short stabby effective sentences and yeah they responded really well to it and it became and then we had the balloon um garland as well so it became a real instagrammable spot of the function and i made sure i had amazing lighting coming on it too Mm -hmm. because that makes all the difference so important so important must have light coming on the thing those ring lights we recently invested in a ring light Mm -hmm. i love it yeah well, that wasn't a ring light. That was just positioned in the right place to where the windows were and there was actually a curtain drawn behind it where oh. there should have been a window because you can't have light coming from behind. So tell us about the most Insta-worthy event you've ever attended or some of them that you've ever attended. What did they have at the conference? I guess that's a bit more of a... They did, at the hotel, they did have like an Instagram. So the hotel was on the beach in Phuket. And they had one of those uh, Instagram cutouts permanently on the beach, which I thought was really clever because on the cutout they had checked in so it looked like it was a post. So then they checked in at the hotel location. They'd used their caption. They'd used all their hashtags. So obviously when people take an Instagram photo in it, I think that's a really good idea. I might do that at my next social club (laughs) event. Sorry, I just had an idea. What other events have I been to? That one that you did was really cool. Oh, thanks. It was. Which it was one? pretty. With the golden floor. It was oh, almost a year ago because like I saw it come you. up as my mm. memory. Yeah, 140U. Yeah, that was really pretty. 
Yeah. Yeah, well thought That's out. That's what we try to do in that activation space. We try to do really Instagrammable. Yeah, it's wow important. Yeah. The library is going mm. crazy is at the moment. Yes, yeah. it is really pretty. Yeah. Just everything in there is really pretty. Yeah. It's a really important part of an event now. It's got to look really good amongst everything else. Like running well. Yeah. Good food, good drink. It's got to be – your events have to be pretty they yeah. have to be pretty because if they're not pretty, people don't want to take photos. I think what people need to remember, especially people that are on budgets, is that it doesn't have to be the entire space. You no, can just create can vignettes. Yeah. Yeah, where people are going to go and stand and get but the right. But also, it doesn't necessarily have to be something that people have to stand in. True. If you can just like the sign that I had at the members party, that was there for people to put up just as the sign if they didn't want to be in the photo. So creating a space that looks pretty enough that people can put it into their feed or their story without them having to be in it. Because not everyone wants their photo taken. True. Or so they're not comfortable sharing themselves. Often it can be food. Oh, 99% mm. of the time it's food. Oh, Make the that. food look good. Yeah. yeah. Always. My favourite yeah. topic. Make the food look good. Mm. Cocktails, drinks, anything. Yeah. Even just like experiences with drinks and um, food, like just watching that get prepared is so mm. exciting and Instagrammable. Yeah. We're actually at the end of our questions, Brooke. No. I know. We could talk to you all day. We've got I a whole box more. of donuts. We're learning so much, but we have to say goodbye. You can think. Can I ask you <laughs> a right. question? Yes. I was just going to yes. say, got okay. any questions for What's us? What's your favourite thing to see online from your audience when you're running an event? What do you see that you're like, yes. We work at charity, so donations. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. I like seeing the people picking up on the tiny little yeah. details yeah. that we put in. So we put a lot of thought into doing just crazy little tiny things yeah. like the other day we did an event and we did a decal in the toilet that said oh. i can think of what it should say what did it say um, did you wipe <laughs> <laughs> did you wash your hands <laughs> <laughs> something like um confidence, look, number. confidence looks good on you is what was in the male toilets anyway it was a two-hour event and some people had been in the mail never mind <laughs> We put that in oh, the yeah. mail toilet. <laughs> it was a two-hour event and some people were leaving and hadn't been to the toilet. And I was like, I think you should just go to the bathroom yeah. for a bathroom selfie like, before you leave. Here's 14 water bottles. <laughs> <laughs> Drink up. <laughs> Hydration is important. Actually, there's yeah. that place in Bali that has... Yeah, I was just thinking of that. Um, You look hot in bikini. Yeah, oh, Sister Fields, the one next yeah, door. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they've got the things in the toilet. Yeah. I think well, any successful event is made up of details. And that overall makes it a good event. And, yeah, you're absolutely right. When people notice the little things, it's really nice as an event manager mm -hmm. that someone has noticed that because you know how much effort it took. Exactly. Definitely. Sometimes mm. event managers can put <laughs> hours into just thinking about the menu. Oh. I want people to look at it. <laughs> Take photos. And yeah. And probably decal the hashtag that yeah. you want people to use for the event as well as they're walking in because – you, people are so used to consuming so much information that just because you put something out once doesn't mean they're going to remember what it was and use it. You have to really hammer things to people because they see so much. An awesome point. Yeah, you touched on it when we first started talking about that hashtag starting at the beginning before the event, like maybe two weeks before the event yep. even runs and then everywhere in that room. Yeah. Yeah. It's Otherwise really important. People, yeah, and it's the best way to measure and follow mm -hmm. and see what kind of engagement you're getting. And mm -hmm. I like events where they use the hashtag as like live screen content. 
depending yeah. on the style of event where it starts popping up because it's, you know, you and yep. I having a drink and we've hashtagged it, whatever the event's called, and yep. it shows up on the screen. That's yeah. really cool. Twitter walls. There's yes, so much the you can do with events now. It's yeah. amazing. I mean, obviously, depending on your budget. But even with a small budget, you can get creative and do cool things. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I think the other thing that a hashtag creates is like a little family. Like totally. I, I was there. I was part of it. It creates a sense of belonging. And people are so about FOMO these days. You yep. like to make people feel a bit of that for not coming to your event. And Definitely. if it's a business event, it's a form of networking because people can search the hashtag and then find all the people that use the hashtag and find their accounts and connect with them. Yes. So it, it brings that element into it as well. What's the worst thing that's ever happened at an event you've run? I mean, that decal stitch looked really yeah. bad the other day. <laughs> <laughs> that was after the event. It was pretty bad. And particularly because I had heels on and my my sneakers were in a bag downstairs and oh. I was dying. And so I hate not wearing shoes and I took my shoes off. And um, you were that girl. Mm-hmm. I've had to um, make media packs like the day before a morning event and it was literally like two in the morning. I, was, I wasn't crying, but I was like quite emotion, like burning this, this is burning CDs. <laughs> yeah, right. With like images on it. Oh my God, Mer- remember burning I know, CDs. putting media releases in a folder. Oh. Right. And then like three media turned up. Cool, I made 20 packs. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you would have been furious. I was like, just take them. They're like, oh, you can just email it to us. I'm like, I know, but I made these. I had an event one that, once that was sold out to 200 people and the venue cancelled oh two weeks goodness. before. Ah, and it was an email just saying we're so sorry. I remember that. Yeah, I was on that list. Yeah, that was hell. You get really paranoid about communicating that with people. Like, you know, it's not my fault. Well, this was before social media, so I had to individually call everyone, apologize. We will refund your ticket if you can't go to the new venue, and it just sort of reverses everything that you've done. Mm. Outside of your (laughs) control, so totally, and that's such a big part of event management. So much happens that actually is outside of your control and you've got to find a way to control it Mm. and have your game face on when inside you're like, I can't say on air what you're like, (laughs) but you're like You're like, help me. There's a lot of of beeping and there's a lot of blaspheming. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Drunk MCs, that's my favourite. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, the worst. (laughs) I like that it's so common. Like, oh, my God, it's the worst thing ever. Yeah. (laughs) That's why this job is in the top five stressful jobs in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Where do I sign up to be a hostage negotiator? Yeah. (laughs) Sounds like a holiday. Or negotiating (laughs) with, with, with people that got too nervous and don't want to go on stage oh mm. god when they're in the program oh dear that's that's negotiation yeah, that's actually kind of hostage or too. the reverse of that did something something went wrong when they were on the stage and they come off and go into full meltdown then you just back away into the hedges like homer simpson yeah like, yeah <laughs> yep. hide behind a bin yeah <laughs> oh my god i don't know if you heard that story in a bin. but i had i went to a conference an events conference and a lady told us about her event fail which was um, she got the bump in times wrong or she didn't tell everyone all the trucks and all the trucks rocked up at once. It was a big um, kind traffic of jam industrial conference. So there was heaps of stuff being bumped in. They were all looking for her. She hid behind a bin. <laughs> she didn't know she what to do. Took she her like, name badge she off. She did she a was fire like, fraud. She did. She was like, oh, beep. Well, this is me now. <gasps> <laughs> Stop beeping. She took her lanyard <laughs> off. Told you oh, not to beep whoa. Off. When you take your lanyard yeah, off. it's on. It's on. That's yeah, a big sign. Yeah. She's like, I don't work here anymore. <laughs> You know, Jane doesn't exist. See ya. <laughs> Brooke, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram, Brooke Volinovich. Right. Or Villa Management, which is my business. You can find me on Facebook, Brooke Volinovich. 
or Villa Management Co because Villa Management was taken. <laughs> you can find me on my website, villamanagement.com.au. Or you can find you at the local everywhere. donuts. At I was going to say the nearest donuts. Donut yeah, shop. pretty much find me anywhere on Beaufort Street. <laughs> floating, <laughs> floating Keeping it afloat. <laughs> Keeping it afloat. Yeah. Trying to. Yeah. Nice. Thanks for having me. Thanks Thank so you for much, coming. Brooke. It's Thanks been for such a donuts. pleasure. No oh, problem. Have another cutie. one. Oh, I'm going to. A little ray of sunshine. I'm down. Yum. That looks good. Until next time. Until next time. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast. Thanks for being in the green room. See you next week. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. For your chance to have your questions answered or join our conversation, jump into our Facebook group, Behind the Clipboard Podcast, and follow us on Instagram at Behind the Clipboard Podcast. Yeah.